All right. So if you have your handout, we're going to go back. And uh, last week we talked about magnifying, um, you know, taking, um, shifting the blame. And we looked at Adam and Eve, right? And then, um, you know, that, that, that's big because the blame game been played for a long time. Amen. And so what happens in a lot of relationships, I don't know about you, but my relationship is getting better. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about with my wife. I'm talking about with my kids. Come on, somebody. Uh, One of my students uh, testified to me the other day and said to me, Dr. Hunt, I've been listening to these messages. And he said, he said something that was very key. And and, and I'm, and, and I'm going to say, I'm going to repeat it. Amen. He said, Dr. Hunt, the, the thing about it is, uh, the, the feelings I had for my wife before I don't have them in my heart anymore because I've replaced it with love. Come on, somebody. I figured it out. The reason you hold stuff for people is because we hold on to the offense. We hold on to the incident so long that it festers on the inside of us to the point where it just becomes part of our memory. When you think about the person, when you interact with the person, you're smiling, but you're still thinking about you follow what I'm saying? And in marriage, you realize all, you know, depends on how long you've been married. You're dealing with a person every day, 24 hours a day. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and guess what? And things happen. But if you don't release the negativity, amen, you will consistently hold on to what's called a grudge. Amen. And then it turns into bitterness amen then it turns into resent then we say we can't get along why can't we get along we're children of god come on somebody we we have the holy spirit who lives inside of us come on somebody so i'm grateful to god and i'm not just talking about spouse i'm talking about anybody i've learned how to let go saints I really have learned that it's, it's a waste of time to hold on to it. Amen. Because listen, you can't fix it. Amen. But, but it's designed. One of the things I'm working on a prayer book right now. And, 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 and in my prayer book today, I said, Lord, help me not to hold on to, help me to be, help me to, exp- I'm so, I said, Lord, expose the plots and the schemes and the landmines of the devil. You got to watch out. You know what a landmine is? You don't see it coming. One word can cause you to change your heart about a person, right? It's a landmine. And, and really, when we really look at our struggles, most of our struggles is with people. And the Bible says in Ephesians, it says our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Isn't that something? And Satan uses the very thing that we know about. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And he causes us, amen, to do the opposite of what the word says. He says, my battle is not with flesh and blood. It's against powers and principalities. But So why am I holding on to the offense? 
Why am I holding on to those people who didn't want to do me right or whatever the case may be? Amen. And so it's interesting how, 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 how things are revealed to you when you're fasting and praying. Oh, come on, somebody. When you're fasting and praying, you have no distractions. Amen. And, and it's like you have a clear connect to God. Come on, somebody. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and we ask your blessings upon us today. Thank you for 905 again, Lord. Bless our, our, our members today. Uh, Lord, the hearers of your word, help us to apply it. Lord, there's so much hate in this world. So much discord in the world, God. But yet, God, we can handle it, Lord, if we learn your word. Teach us, God, how to change our hearts and be transformed. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. You know, uh, I was, I'm doing some research for new class. And, um, you know, th- th- there's, a, there's a, been a war going on in Israel for many, many years because we're getting ready to take that trip to Israel. Amen. Um, we posted it on TV. Uh, if you're interested in taking that trip, you can do that. Amen. Um, they have payment plans available. Uh, it will be in March next year, two-week trip to Israel. Um, we've reserved 10 spots. Um, now, once we get 10 spots, we got 10 spots uh, available, nine now. I've uh, got someone just signed up. So um, we're going to take that trip, okay? But listen, listen to this. There's been a long age-old war going on between the Palestinians and Israel. And, and, and when, I, when I did my research and I'm looking at all of this fighting that's going on, right? I'm talking about kids are getting killed. I'm talking about people's houses are being, are being demolished. If they find out that you did, they, they will come with a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a bulldozer at your house the next day and tear your house down. Everything in it. They don't give you no warnings. I said to myself, how could people, how could... How could people be so angry? Okay, and and you know what? This fight is over land. Amen. The 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 the, 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 the Jewish people, okay, the Israelis, they are pushing the Palestinians out. Okay, then they have another strip, the Gaza Strip, where these fa- pa- pa- Palestinians they are literally trapped in there kind of like north korea right and they have no no reach to the outside world and you know i'm just i'm doing my research i'm saying to myself i said god this all started because of hate and and i think about america i think about i think about marriages right i do i think about it a lot and how many christian marriages are destroyed all because of hate all because we can't get along come on y'all listen can i say something to you if you are a creature in christ you're new now it's just a matter of learning how to get along Amen. I, I want to see some of you single people get remarried. I really do. But I want you to be ready. 
You understand what I'm saying? That that you, you're going to have arguments. You're going to have disagreements, but it's how you disagree. You, you follow what I'm saying? And not holding on to anything that may cause you, amen, to not keep your covenant with God and your spouse. Amen. And so if you look at it, it says here, do not, do you neglect, and this is a key thing right here. Do you neglect to set aside time to communicate, to communicate with your spouse? A lot of what we do, amen, we don't set aside time for it, amen, and so things go what? Undone. Same thing with your kids, right? You, you wake up one day and you find out your child is a bomb maker. Because you've been <laughs> you've been sending him up in that room on that internet, and he's got radicalized by somebody on the internet who was paying him some attention. Now, I just went to the extreme there, but I'm just saying that this is this, listen. Communication is the key, y'all. Go go to go to uh, Song of Solomon. Amen. That's an X-rated book right there in the Bible. It's for married people only now. All right. And those of you who ain't married, you can, you can learn some stuff out of there. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He talks real, real smooth up in here. He, yeah, he was real smooth. All right. So, uh, uh, go to chapter 2, 2 Solomon. I'm sorry, 2 Solomon. Song of Solomon, uh, chapter 2. Where's Song of Solomon, y'all? Right after Ecclesiastes. See, y'all probably ain't been there at all. <laughs> Amen. I ain't never read that. Where's that? Where's that at? Song of Solomon. All right. And you know, it's a song. All right. Chapter two. Um, let, let's look at, let, let's look at, um, <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Uh, cause he's, he's very, he's very explicit here in verse seven. All right. Uh, somebody read verse seven for me. Let's look at how explicit he is. Now, a lot of metaphors in here, and he always <laughs> refers to his wife as a gazelle, and he's chasing her. Amen. That's, that's kind of that's how you got to do it, you know. Go, go ahead. <laughs> ah, go back to verse 5. Go back to verse 5. Oh, Lord, baby, bring me some sweets. Oh, Lord, Why? Oh, you see what he said? He said what? Because I'm lovesick. Bring me a cheeseburger, baby. <laughs> Make me some dinner, baby. You understand what I'm saying? He, he's kind of like, whoo, I think she's talking here. The bride is talking. The bride is being, at, uh, bride, the bride's admiration here. Go ahead. Woo, Lord have mercy. See what I'm talking about? See what I'm talking about? Told you, you got to read the Bible sometimes. Everything is there. Go ahead. I agree, O daughter of Israel. All right. In other words, let my baby get her beauty sleep. You understand what I'm saying? Don't bother her. All right, yeah. He, he said he's saying to the gazelle, "Leave her alone. 
Because she's preparing to be my bride. See how sweet it is when we start off? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. He put his hand behind your head and embraces you with his right hand. You understand? I'm, it's all good. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Y'all not trying to hear me. Amen. You remember them days? You remember them, them euphoria days? It felt good, didn't it? Some like, I don't know what that feel like. Amen. Well, just hold on. It's coming. See, it, it, it fades away because of life. Amen. Because we, for some reason, we are not content with what we have. And we can't appreciate what you have. But if you look at some of those people living in that Gaza Strip area right there, or, or West Jerusalem, after their house, the lady said there was 32 people living in one house. The kids are sick. It's cold. It's, the winter came and it's cold. 32 people living. You find what I'm saying is we got it so good that we can't even appreciate what we do have. You know, I'm just saying. Keep reading. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Lord. What's a young stag? What's a young stag? Anybody know what a young stag is? What's a young stag, Bruce? Huh? Uh-huh. Is it a horse? A stag is a horse, ain't it? Yeah. Go ahead. What is he doing? Mm-hmm. See what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Now, 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 he ain't talking about pruning no vine now. So remember, everything here, I'm going to preach out of here one day. Keep reading. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm just saying, right? If you were to talk to your spouse, Not just because you want something. But we make it, we talked about love languages. Right? In our, in our marriage ER, right? But if we were to speak with that kind of language and that type of tone and, okay, honey, or my darling, or you know what I mean? I'm just saying a lot of stuff, but a lot of people can't get there because of what they have here. What has been built up. Right? Read on. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. What is he doing? He's admiring. His, he's admiring his bride. He's speaking to his bride. Let me hear your voice. In other words, what we said here is that here's what we do. We set aside time to what? To communicate, not just to shout, not, not shouting, but I'm talking about speaking to one another, not just to address issues, but just conversation. Mm 
Right. Exactly. He's romancing her. Amen. Don't you think that we work too hard? Come on, y'all. Don't you think you work so hard and you, you, I mean, you, you've lived your life and now you've, you're spending it with someone that you're supposed to love, but there's, there's no, there's no joy. There's no, and, and when you play around, you're like, well, what, what, what do you mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You get into that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Well, what, what are you talking about? You know, well, what, you, what you compare me to somebody, you know, and, 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 and then the list goes on. You know what I mean? So, so I believe that we have to be very careful, but we have to have love in our hearts, saints. I, I believe that perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. The next thing is, we said that do you bring up your mate's past failures to win the argument? Go to Philippians chapter 3. Man, we live so much in the past. If God was to keep bringing our past up. hmm. Come on, come on. Come on now. Come on, let's talk for real now. If God was to bring up our past, what do you think would happen, y'all? Huh? We would always be we would always be on the outside, right? We'd always be we'll always be But you know what a lot of people say, well you don't understand what I've been through. But can you get over it? Can I say this to you? Do you not know that God knew what you were going through? I mean, look at Job. Job, Job's like, man, I lost everything in one day. And my response is, I'm going to worship God. I'm not going to blame God. And, and, and can I tell you something in counseling when I deal with couples and when I deal with people who've been through divorce and things like that. Some of us here have been through divorce, but we ain't gotten over the hurt yet. Amen. That's why we give, nobody can't get in. <laughs> nobody can't get in. They can't get in because you're still hurt. You, you, you follow what I'm saying? But you got, to, you got to forgive and you got to get over that so you can be happy. You, you, that person's still controlling you. Come on, come on, come on, y'all. They're still controlling you. They still have some form of control if you don't have love in your heart for them again. Amen. You say, what do you mean love? I'm talking about as a human being, y'all. <laughs> I'm not talking about that kind of love. I'm talking about, you know what? They are a child of God. I've released it. So now watch this. Do you not know that the moment you can release them, those, those, that poison will leave you. And you will start blossoming again. Come on, somebody. There's some good qualities in us that's covered up. It's covered up. Now, 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 now. What did Paul say? Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. What does he say? Mm-hmm. For, for what? Forgetting, forgetting what lies what? But, but, and I know the context of this, but I'm just saying that sometimes we dwell so much on the past 
Amen. Of what a person did to us. You, you know, I, I think that you cannot prepare yourself for hurt until you're hurt. Uh, is this making sense? Watch this. But, but here's what you have to ask yourself a question. Uh, th- this is the first thing you got to ask. When you were first hurt, how did you bounce back? How did you, how did you bounce back? Or, or did it, did it harden you? Did it put you on the defense? Did it make you bitter? Did it, you know, and then you were hurt again. Right? And all through life, we understand that we will be hurt. But listen, Paul says, listen now. He says, I'm growing as a believer. Let me just use it in context. I'm growing as a believer. All right? He says, everything I have from my past life, I count it but rubbish. Including my hurts. Amen. I'm not going to allow my hurts from the past. Now Paul was a persecutor of the saints. He was one of the meanest men. But he thought he was doing right in the eyes of God. Remember he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. And he really thought Jewishly that he was doing God's will, but he was not doing God's will. How many of us are thinking that we're doing God's will, but we're doing damage? Oh, come on, say amen. Pretty powerful, ain't it? But look look what he says here. Go right here. Go go to verse 7. Matter of fact, back up. (laughs) Matter of fact... Yeah, back up to verse 5. Let me show you. Uh, Verse 4, read that. Although what? I. Keep going. Uh Uh-huh. Tribe of Ben. He he said, I belong to this tribe. Right? So if y'all want to brag, let's if we want to get the bragging card out, let me let me show you my pedigree. Alright? He says, of the what? Of the of the nation of who? I'm sorry. Of the nation of Israel, the tribe of what? Now that word nation is big. I'm gonna deal with that later. Hebrew of what? As the as to the law, a what? Hey, so you see, in his eyes, I'm right with God. I was man. Listen, I I got all the pedigree, Amen. To be qualified to brag about what I know about God, but Paul had one problem, Amen. His heart wasn't right. Come on, somebody, look what he says next. As to zeal, this is who we read. This is who we talk about. A what? Of the what? Hmm. Of the church. As to righteousness, which is the law found blameless. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I've counted what? Loss. For the sake of the what? For the sake of who? Christ. More than that? I count all things to be lost 
in view of the surpassing value of knowing who? Oh, Lord Jesus. Paul says, I had to get rid of, I had to forget all of my pedigree and my intellect and all that. Watch this. And get down to the basics, knowing Jesus Christ. And the more you know Jesus, huh, the more you're able to forgive, the more you're able to forget, the more you're able to have a little fun in this life. Amen. You're not walking around using your accolades, come on somebody, to find significance in this life. Come on somebody. Look what he says. He says, he says, um, hmm. he says, verse eight, more than that, I count all these things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of what? And guess what? And count them, but what? Rubbish. So that I may gain Christ. See, I believe that the reason that some of us struggle with our relationship with Jesus Christ is because we're still holding on to the rubbish from our old life, from that last relationship, from that last hurt. And the reason we can't develop a stronger relationship is because we're bringing the baggage to the new relationship with Christ. Do I have a witness today? Y'all going to make me get happy here. And, and he says, and maybe and I may be found what? In him not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. Paul is saying, I made up my own righteousness. I had a form of righteousness that I interpreted from the word of God that I was living according to. But he says it was the wrong standard. So in other words, he had no grace. He had no mercy. He, he was not compassionate. See? And a lot of times we lack these things in our relationships. Amen. He says, listen, it was derived from the law. The law was tough, y'all. Look at verse 10. He says that I may what? Know him. Come on, somebody. And the what? Power of the resurrection. See, resurrection power <laughs> changes us. He says that I may know him and the what? The, 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 the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained it but I, or have already become perfect, but I press on, y'all, so that I may lay. See, that's what you have to do. You have to press on. If you fail, get back up. Try again. Press on. Press on from your past. Come on, somebody. Press on from the old way you were taught how to love. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. This is the kind of stuff that nobody taught us. For real, nobody taught us what it meant to be married, 
Okay, let's just tell the truth, okay? And how to handle children, how to raise children, how, how, to, how to communicate, how to disagree, how to pay bills. Come on, somebody. Amen. Nobody taught us all this stuff. He says, but listen, I'm going to press on because now I don't have an excuse anymore. <laughs> all right, I get it. I know you were hurt. Get, I got it. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. Go there. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. Mm-mm-mm. I like these. I like these. these, these yeah, I just like this. <laughs> what, what does he say? It says here, a, a better ministry and the new covenant. God has made with us. Look what he says, for I will be what? Merciful to their what? And look what he says next. And I will remember. Can I ask you a question? Why is it so hard for us to forget? We bring up the past, but why is it so hard for us to forget? And we can call it out. Day, time, minute, the actual moment it happened, where it happened. And listen, and, and you're thinking that I'm good. I'm no, we good. We made up. It's good. And then you get in that first <laughs> argument and you bring up the time, the day, the second, the hour. If God does not remember our sins no more, if God then is merciful to us, why can't we be merciful towards one another? Does that make sense? Amen. Next thing. Do you explode in anger? Sometimes it's just the way we've been responding. Anger is just our response. Did you know that? Can I ask you something? Who taught you how to, how to disagree? Amen. Watch this now. Do you explode? You know, sometimes when people are guilty, you know what they do? They explode. What you mean? I'm not doing nothing. You're doing something. <laughs> Amen. Now, you know, the guilty party is going to accuse the one who's not guilty all the time. All right. Now watch this. Watch this now. It says, do you explode in anger to manipulate and control the conversation? Huh? Proverbs 16. How do we get that under control? Now, I don't think... I, 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 th- I don't think you, you really just sit there and say, oh, I'm going to manipulate. No, I think it's a mechanism. I think it's sometimes we've learned to, to just respond with anger and outrage and explode and don't, don't have the conversation. You follow what I'm saying? And, and, and listen, as much as we try to say, I'm controlling myself, uh, amen. Long as, we, long as, we start, as long as we keep saying that, okay, but until you deal with your response. Amen. Go read that for me. Read that for me. 
Proverbs 16, 32. Proverbs 16, 32. Back up real quick. 31. Read that, Miss V. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Great here. No, go ahead. See that? It is found in the, that's why I don't die. I'm proud of my gray hair. Go ahead. Woo! He who is slow to anger is what? Better than the what? And he who rules his what? See, it's a, it's your spirit. But when you lose control of yourself, right, and your spirit, he says what? He says, he who rules his spirit, then he who what? Captures a city. He's, He's using a metaphor to say, listen, you are mighty if you can control your your anger. If you can control your spirit. You don't have to get mad all the time. Put yourself in a situation where you're always just messed up and angry all the time. He says, but if you can rule your spirit, if you can be slow to anger. Boy, this is something I've been asking God to help me with all my life. And then in my Christian life. I've asked the Lord to deliver me completely. If Just like the Bible says in, in James chapter 3, if you can control your tongue, you can control your whole body. He says, but no one can tame the tongue but God. See what I'm saying? And, and, and if we can control our spirit, rule, he said, look, he said, he who rules his spirit. You ever notice that spirit of anger just comes over you? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. You got to rule your spirit. You got to say, no, uh-uh. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I have self-control. I have love. I have joy. I have peace. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm not saying you're not going to get into anything. But here's the thing. There's righteous anger and there's unrighteous anger. Righteous anger protects you from being taken advantage of. Amen. Unrighteous anger causes you to sin against God. To the point where if you kill someone. What do you think happened to Moses? Do you know what happened to Moses? Do you know what Moses' problem was? He never dealt with his anger problem and he forfeited Canaan. Did you know that? Do you know that anger can cause us to forfeit some of the blessings That God has in store for us. You're standing right there. You ever been there? Standing right there. The deal was going to go through. You already wrote the check. Getting ready to pay. And then somebody calls it up. I've been there. God says, "If if I give you more, will you act differently? No, you're going to act differently for a moment. And then after it's gone, you're going to go back to being who you were. Man, God's got strategy. 
So what I'm going to do is my grace is sufficient enough. So I'm just going to take care of just your needs. Hello, somebody. Your wants. I'm going to put that on hold. Lord have mercy. You hear what I said? Some things we want, but we don't really need it. Right? So God says, my grace is upon you. So I'm going to just give you just enough. I got 56 seconds. Amen. Look, <laughs> Amen. I love what he says. He who rules his spirit, then he who what? Captures a city. It means that if you go in and capture a whole city, it does not compare. It, it compares to the man who rules his own spirit. You're good at controlling everybody else, but can you control you? See, that's the key thing. That's what we need to master. I think we need to stop mastering, trying to help everybody else and start helping us. Help me, Lord, to control me. Let me focus on me right now. You follow what I'm saying? Because guess what? Me got some problems. Amen. Me got a spirit that just goes off. I don't even know. I don't know why. I don't know why I vex all the time. You did that. You want, why you keep blaming somebody for something that you're responsible for yourself? But they didn't know, but that's blame. We went back to last week's lesson. That's blame. Amen? Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise.